everybody. I'm Gary Ebersol. Richard Kipling here. And I'm Randy Schultz. Welcome to Camp Codger, a podcast for people in their golden years. Join us to hear rocking chair wisdom from three old guys. Sometimes on a nice sunny day, it's hard not to run into somebody on an electric bike. It seems like e-bikes are everywhere, and they're ridden by people of all ages, from kids to grandparents. When B and I were in San Francisco a few weeks ago, we noticed dozens of e-bike riders. It's a great form of transportation in a hilly city with lots of residential side streets. In this episode, we're going to drill down on the e-bike craze, tell you about our personal experiences with them, and offer some advice on buying and safely riding an e-bike. Before we head out for our e-bike spin, Richard and his wife Allison are on a around-the-U.S. road trip. Thanks to the high-tech wonders of the modern world, Richard is live in the Camp Codger Studios. Where the heck are you? Clarification for our listeners, it is not a e-bike trip around the country. It is a trailer trip around the country. We are in Wausau, and the reason is because we had to change our route because of rain and cold. So you went to Wisconsin to escape the rain and the cold? I don't understand. <laughs> We had planned to go up north. We're still going to go to Mackinac Island, but we had to detour because there was rain and cold. But we have had a wonderful trip made up of 11s on a 10 scale and a few twos on a 10 scale. Let me tell you a two, which was our first three or four nights camping were in Teton National Forest. It was wonderful, except... The camp was closed for the season. There was no light. There was no electricity. There was a pit toilet, not lit, so it was in the dark as well. And there were signs every five or ten feet warning of grizzly bears in the neighborhood. So every night, <laughs> every night when I went out to do my business at the pit toilet, I was scared half to death that, you know, Mr. Grizzly was going to come up behind me and end our camping trip early. That was a two on our 10 scale. Well, it's supposed to be an adventure, right? Absolutely. And you're going to have from two to 11 or 15. And we had some 15s. My God, the Tetons are gorgeous. What else has happened in your grand adventure? Well, one thing I've noticed is that this is a huge frigging country. If we had have traveled this far in Europe, we'd have gone through nine different countries. And here we're in one, and we've gone through four or five states. One thing that is noticeable is the twangs and accents in different parts of the country. The country and cowboy accent in the, in the West, and then you get toward Minnesota and Wisconsin, and there is a totally different way of speaking, totally different accents than, than in the Western part of the country, and, so, and totally different than when, what we speak in New Mexico, Colorado, and L.A. Well, it sounds like you're having an interesting time. I don't know whether it's a good time. Oh, it is. It is a good time. The one thing we haven't seen, we haven't seen a bear. I guess that's a good thing, but I'd like to see them from afar. We haven't seen an elk. We haven't seen a moose. We have seen antelope. We have seen a herd of wild buffalo, and uh, we've seen deer. So there you go. Wildlife, big adventures, Grizzly bears, not bad, not bad. Now, of course, we're heading away from the Wild West into the Midwest, which doesn't have a lot of bears and buffaloes and elks. All right, Richard, we're going to move back into e-bike territory. You got it. Thanks for the update. 
An estimated 1 million e-bikes are purchased every year in the U.S., and that's almost twice the number of electric cars sold. And the numbers are increasing. They're growing. And you hear about it because everybody who has recently bought an e-bike loves to tell you about how much fun they are having on their e-bikes, right? E-bikes are here to stay. So what does it mean for seniors? What should you look for in an e-bike? And how do you safely ride an e-bike? We'll start with the Codra's personal experience with e-bikes. A few weeks ago, we discovered that all of us, or in my case, my wife B, had recently purchased an e-bike. Randy, how did you and Patty come to buy e-bikes? Earlier this year, I was not a fan of e-bikes. I was an e-bike skeptic because I thought, I've got a perfectly good bicycle. I don't ride it enough as it is. Why in the world would I need an e-bike? But my lovely wife, Patty, talked me into a couple of e-bike rental opportunities where we actually got a chance to get on an e-bike and ride it around and actually, before we rode it around, have somebody show us how the heck they worked. And that was, by the way, a really good thing to do. In any event, after a couple of rides, I started to say, you know, there's some value in this. It's an electric motorcycle with pedals. And I loved the experience of it. Now, I didn't go as fast as I could have. I didn't need to. I didn't, you know, I didn't need the thrill ride. But it made going up hills so much easier. And I realized that I was going to be an e-bike owner because Patty was so, <laughs> so into it. I decided I'm going to embrace this. And so we bought e-bikes and we bought introductory e-bikes. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. I'm really happy that we did. So, Richard... After all your bicycle incidents, what caused your moment of maybe temporary insanity when you plopped down good money to buy an e-bike? You're right. It was a uh, temporary insanity, but thank God I was insane for that moment because I love my e-bike. I'm kind of like Randy. I resisted. Allison bought her e-bike in 2021. I just bought mine a few months ago. I'm in a shopping center where there's an e-bike store. And I go in, and they're having a sale. I tested out three bikes behind the store. I really liked one of them, and I jumped. It was a whim with no real planning. It's been a wonderful purchase. I just love it, and I miss it even now on this road trip. When B bought hers, it was largely because her one of her knees was starting to hurt when we went on rides. And we were doing pretty regular rides, 12, 15 miles. Um, I like biking. It's my favorite form of cardio exercise. But for her, it just became uncomfortable. So she bought a, an e-bike so she could stay up with me because it was a point where she just was too uncomfortable to ride hmm. her regular bike. It turned out to be a good alternative for her because she uses it as, as a way to get to her various engagements, her volunteer work she does around town. So she uses it as an alternative to driving, which is kind of interesting. It's one way people do use e-bikes. I think it sounds like all of us are in the e-bike world. Yeah, I'm still a novice. I, I don't look at myself as a, like a, a diehard e-biker, but I can see myself going in that direction <laughs> on my e-bike. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you my experience about e-bikes in the shopping mode of it. We all do that, right? Before we get a bike, 
we're going to do a certain amount of research and a certain certain amount of talking to our friends and and maybe even visiting some stores. So I went online, I, I poked around, I figured out, man alive, there's a price range difference between the entry level stuff and the expensive stuff. Because I was entering this with some trepidation, there's no way I'm going to blow $5,000 on an e-bike. What? On my first e-bike, oh, right? come on, Randy. you got to get serious. No, and that's not even the top end. There are e-bikes that cost $10,000 and more. I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> so we went to a couple of bike stores. It was there that I learned that there are some e-bikes that are considered bicycles by bike shops and some that are considered essentially electric motorcycles. And one of the things that differentiates an e-bike from an electric motorcycle, according to these people, is that the throttle that you have on some e-bikes that lets you basically not pedal at all and just throttle it like it's a little motorcycle. Spoiler alert, that was one of my favorite things. (laughs) I totally agree. And so this bike shop told me all uppity, no, sir, we don't even sell those. We don't consider those bicycles. It's like, well, you're not going to sell me a bike. <laughs> I want the throttle. If you've ever owned a motorcycle, what you realize is that an e-bike with a throttle is kind of a, a kitty version of a motorcycle. They're fun. I wouldn't have ridden Beezy bike if it didn't have a throttle hmm. because who wants to pedal? Who wants a bicycle that you have to pedal on? It's not a bicycle and it's an electric scooter. I was just the opposite because I was afraid that I would use the throttle all the time and not pedal and not get any exercise. Yeah, I'd be outside in the fresh air, but I wouldn't be getting any exercise. So Richard, you have a pedal assist only. I do. Which is one of the things that seniors need to think about. Do I want to throttle? Do I want to have just pedal assist? You need to think about how are you going to use it? Is it just going to be a fun thing for a couple of quick rides? Or are you going to use it as an alternative to a car? It's a really good question, Gary. I would love to use mine as an alternative to a car. I still have a certain fear of the of the roadways and all because of the accidents I've had on bikes. It's a great alternative to jumping in your car every time you need to go somewhere. If you're missing uh, cream for your coffee... Take your e-bike down to the store and buy the cream and come back. You don't need to waste a bunch of gas and try to find parking and all the rest of it. Nutritionally, I would say you probably shouldn't have cream in your coffee. But <laughs> He meant to say almond milk. He was going down for almond milk. <laughs> yes. We want to be healthy, old God. When you think about buying an e-bike, you have to think about what type you want. Which mountain bikes, road bikes, utility bikes, cargo bikes, folding bikes. And now some of the bike manufacturers have introduced trikes, an electric trike. That's just sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to be like 85 years old to be able to ride a trike and make it work. But it's maybe better than not riding, right? Maybe. If you're in the villages or someplace like that in Florida where it's flat, an electric trike. A lot of seniors have balance issues, and a bike might be not the best, but a trike, you don't have to worry so much about the balance. That's a really good point. I retract my earlier comment. Well, a trike is an option, but there are a lot of choices. So think about that. Think about whether you want to have a throttle 
Randy mm-hmm. and I definitely vote for the throttle. Uh, no, boo. The throttle is so much fun. And you don't have to use it. The truth of the matter is I don't use it that often. But on the way back from a long trip, it's nice to just take a break <laughs> and keep moving and just have the throttle power the bike home. Only way to go. That's my vote. One of the things I, I wanted to go back to is this whole idea of an e-bike as an alternative form of real transportation, not exercise transportation, but something that you can hop onto and run an errand on. One of the types of bikes is, is a cargo bike that you can buy where there's a little basket on the front or the back or a little rack where you can strap things down on. I read a story online that talks about the popularity of e-bikes and e-cars. It made the assertion that e-bikes are more likely to save the world than e-cars because we really, as a culture here in America, need to be driving less. Whether it's a a gasoline-powered car or an e-car, an e-bike is a much better urban alternative to running errands. Have you guys done much of that at all? Personally, I, I have not. Have you guys used it as a utility vehicle? B does. She mm-hmm. actually will ride five or 10 miles around town going to her volunteer engagements on her e-bike rather than drive the car. We have neighbors who have, I think, three e-bikes. And in the middle of the winter here in Santa Fe, you'll see them out riding the e-bikes as wow. an alternative to driving. It's quite mm-hmm. amazing. They, they're really committed to using their e-bikes as alternatives to driving. What are some of the other things that people should know about e-bikes? Let's say they're thinking about buying one and maybe even have purchased one just recently. What are some of the tips we can give folks about care and maintenance and, and how these things operate and how to take care of them? I think one of the things when you're buying an e-bike is to think about where do you buy it. We bought ours online. I'm a fairly decent bicycle mechanic, to be perfectly honest, so I'm not terribly intimidated by a lot of the aspects of bicycle maintenance. So for us, it was pretty straightforward. There's several good online suppliers of e-bikes. You can get some pretty good information. We ordered it, it shipped, it assembled pretty easy, but that's not for everybody. I think a lot of people, particularly if you're new to e-bikes, should probably go to a local bike shop. You're going to get some advice. You're going to get some guidance. And you're going to also find a place to get your bike serviced. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's exactly right. A lot of the e-bike manufacturers now are new. They're not the old classic bike people. When you see online all these new e-bikes for $899 by some brand you've never heard of, and it's online, you can't get it serviced by your local e-bike dealer, I decided that it was critically important that I buy my bike at a store that services e-bikes. Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of folks are going to choose to buy an e-bike in a store just because of that service aspect. And oddly enough, I got a lot of good information about bikes at stores when I was making my decision. Then I decided I wasn't going to spend the kind of money that a lot of the stores uh, charge because they tend to have a higher level, higher price point for bikes. So we bought online, sight unseen after doing a lot of, you know, poking around on the internet and it worked out great. Assembly wasn't that difficult because it comes with instructions. Quite 
honestly, once you've got the bike put together, it's really easy to operate. You know, I think one of the things we need to think about and people should consider is when you're riding an e-bike, we think it's a bicycle, right? The first thing that comes to mind is, oh, it's just a bicycle. I take a little bit more of a, a counter view, and I think you're riding an electric scooter. A lot of e-bikes weigh from 50 to 70 pounds. That's heavy. You can be zipping along at 28 miles per hour. If you run into something, you're in big trouble. Things happen quickly, so be careful. It's not your ordinary bicycle where you're cruising along at three or four or five miles an hour. You're really cooking. Let's add to that, Gary, uh, that people always should wear a helmet when they're on these bikes. I have strong evidence to prove that since I my helmet saved me on my regular bike, saved my life, according to the ER doc. Helmets are an absolute necessity. When you go in the shop and you buy the bike, buy a helmet to go with it. Yeah, absolutely. And buy a good one. I yeah. finally bought a reasonably expensive, solid, good helmet, and it feels better, and I feel better wearing it. Good good advice. And I also bought a pair of gloves because I figured, hey, I am moving along at 20 miles an hour, and I want to be as safe as possible. And to be really boring, I'm going to close it with don't forget to wear glasses, whether they're clear glasses or sunglasses. When you're cruising along at 20 miles an hour, when that bug hits you in the eye, glasses, gloves, and helmet. But you guys, there's one thing we have not mentioned that's critical, and that's security of the bike. These bikes are valuable. I mean, they cost a thousand bucks, they cost two thousand bucks, they cost three thousand bucks. If you haven't got that secured by a good, a really first rate lock, you're going to be out of luck. That bike will be gone. Good point. Guys, do you have anything you want to add here? Get on your bike and ride. <laughs> E-bikes can be a boatload of fun and functional, and I rather enjoy a spin on B's e-bike myself. It's a small reminder of my Triumph motorcycle and Vespa scooter days, a little more sedate, appropriate to my age, and a lot safer, for sure. Listeners, we love hearing from you. Have you joined the e-bike club? Tell us about your experiences. Have any questions about e-bikes? Drop us a line and we'll try to help out with some answers. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week here at Camp Codger. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to Camp Codger in your favorite podcast app or sign up on our website. As always, we would love to hear from you. Drop us an email at campcodger at gmail.com Post a comment at www.campcodger.com or leave a voicemail at 505-216-6171. <laughs>